Today's episode of Locked On Blackhawks is brought to you by Locked On NHL. If you need more hockey news every day, then Locked On NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the league. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories in game recaps on Locked On NHL. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Tuesday, August 17th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you could also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, then please be sure to go and follow the podcast. You can also leave a review if you want to as well. It's all free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, etc. And you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Also, if you're on Twitter, then please go and follow the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter page. That can be found at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good content being posted there every day as well. Good morning, everyone. Thanks for checking into another episode of Locked On Blackhawks. We got a great show on tap here today as I'll be getting into Talk Back Tuesday a little bit later in the episode where I'll take the time to answer a couple of fan questions. And then I'll also be taking a dive into the Blackhawks projected bottom six forward group heading into the upcoming season. And the reason I'm going to be doing that on the show here today is because just yesterday, The Blackhawks announced that forward Alex Nylander has signed a one-year contract extension with an $874,125 cap hit for next season. Pretty much the definition of a prove-it deal here for Nylander, who of course just missed all of the last season after undergoing right knee surgery. And in his first season in Chicago with the Blackhawks during the 2019-20 season, Nylander dressed in 65 of their 70 games played, tallying 10 goals and 16 assists for 26 points while averaging right around 12 minutes of ice time per game. Those 26 points, by the way, finished 8th on the Blackhawks, respectively. But this is going to be a very important season coming up for Alex Nylander, not only because... He just missed the entire past season as a 22-year-old, but also because it's just sort of that time in his career where he needs to start proving that he can be a consistently productive player at the NHL level. It's been a pretty bumpy ride for Nylander throughout his career so far, and for only playing one season in Chicago and playing in just 65 games, um, he's already created quite the amount of enemies in his time with the Blackhawks. And while I do think some of that disdain is unfair and unwarranted, at the same time, during that first year in Chicago, there were plenty of instances where this kid's play just kind of made you want to rip your hair out because when he has the puck on his stick, it's clear he has the skill set and he has the ability, the agility, I guess I should say, on his edges to create time and space for himself in order to make something happen, but for whatever reasons, he just hasn't been able to put it all together so far and show why he was a top 10 pick back in the 2016 NHL draft. And going back to 2019, 
2019-20, he was given opportunities with Patrick Kane and with Jonathan Taze in that top six, but he just wasn't ever able to create anything consistently in that, you know, he, he wasn't, because of that, he wasn't able to find himself in sticking around in that same role over a long period of time. He was really being juggled all over the lineup, kind of like we, uh, kind of like we've seen with Dylan Strome in the past couple of years, because the results just haven't been consistent. And then when Nylander was moved down to the bottom six and was playing in a, a third or fourth line role with less skill guys and some of the more grinder types, the results were even worse, arguably. Um, now that I kind of think about it, he, he's actually very similar to uh, a Vinny Hinestrosa type player in my mind. He kind of needs to be playing with skill guys in order to get things done. Um, he, he just, it, so far in his career at least, Nylander just has not been capable of driving possession or creating plays in the offensive zone himself. He needs to be playing with other playmakers. Now, I, I let's not forget Nylander is still only 23 years old and he won't be 24 until the end of March. He's still a kid in some aspects, but when you think about his his track record and everything, even though this will technically only be his second NHL season in the league's eyes, I mean, this kid was getting NHL action back in 2016 and 2017 and 2018 when he was still a part of the Buffalo Sabres organization. So for how many training camps and, you know, professional seasons that he's already got under his belt, this just kind of seems like a now or never moment for Alex Nylander. With this contract, the Blackhawks are, are basically saying, look, kid, we do still have faith in you and, and we think you can be part of the future here, but it's time to start showing some results on your end because let's face it, you know, if there isn't any real progression made by the end of this year, not only could that be the end of things for Nylander in Chicago, but also his chances of becoming, you know, a staple at the NHL level would be heading in the wrong direction as well. So it's a one-year contract here for Nylander, a prove-it deal, and he will also still be a restricted free agent once that contract expires next summer. The Blackhawks will still hold his rights. Uh, and by the way, this contract, only 874000 on the books for him. You know, not too shabby if you think about the potential upside we have here. I know not a lot of people are confident in Nylander, and I, I certainly get that, I'll admit. I was pretty underwhelmed myself with how he performed a few seasons back after uh, I personally got to see his skill set on display during that previous summer in a Blackhawks prospect development camp. But as I talked about a moment ago, you know, he's, he's still only 23 years old. He could be getting another chance in that top six with Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taze next year. And, and hey, you know, let's say Nylander does surprise everyone and puts together a good training camp. If he can find a little bit of consistency during the season, that price tag is going to feel like a major discount for him. And again, he'll also remain a restricted free agent once that contract expires next summer. But Alex Nylander is now officially back for the 2021-2022 campaign, which also wraps things up on all the Blackhawks RFAs this offseason. Uh, and it should be a lot of fun to see Alex back on the ice this fall, attempting to cement himself as part of this future core here in Chicago. 
All right, that takes care of all the latest on Alex Nylander signing a one-year deal to remain with the Blackhawks. Coming up in just a moment, I'm going to talk about where Nylander could slot into the lineup next season and also about the Hawks' logjam that they still have in their bottom six forward group at the moment. But first, I need to talk to you all about betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and be sure to use our promo code LOCKEDON, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Major League Baseball has taken over for the summer. However, football season is right around the corner. We're not going to have a Sunday without football until February. And also, UFC is in full swing all year round. So for any of the sports that are going on that you want to gamble on, you can get all the latest news, odds, and info with Bet Online. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's also free to sign up. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Head on over to the website, or you can also use your mobile device today. And be sure to use our exclusive promo code, LOCKEDON, that's one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. I also need to talk to you all about Stat Hero, which is the first ever daily fantasy sportsbook that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Did you know that 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? And is it really all that surprising? The game is rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tools and more time. But that's where Stat Hero can help you out. Here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's just you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup. You name the stakes, and it's winner take all. You are in total control. Just go to stathero.com slash lockdown, sign up for free, and right now, you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving away a 300% match. That's unheard of. So go to stathero.com slash lockdown right now. One more time, that's stathero.com slash lockdown. Welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. I just got done discussing Alex Nylander signing a one-year contract extension to remain in Chicago. Moving on now, I felt a good transition here would be to talk next about where Nylander could potentially slot into the Blackhawks lineup this upcoming season. And also, just about the bottom six logjam that the Hawks kind of have on their hands as a whole at the moment. After the Blackhawks announced Nylander's contract extension yesterday, I tweeted out a current list of the forwards who are likely to be fighting for a spot in the Blackhawks' bottom six this season. Those players are Tyler Johnson, Brandon Hagel, Dylan Strom, Philip Kershev, Adam Gaudette, Alex Nylander, Ryan Carpenter, Jujar Kara, Brett Connolly, Henrik Borgstrom, Lucas Reichel, Mike Hardman, and Mackenzie Entwistle. 13 players there. 
in that group who all are going to be fighting for a spot during training camp in a couple of months. Now, real quick, I also wanted to be sure to mention that this is based off my assumption that Jonathan Taze is going to be back on the ice for the Blackhawks this year. Quick knock on wood. Um, And if that does wind up happening, that would mean that he, Patrick Kane, Alex DeBrinkett, Kirby Doc, and Dominic Kubalik, if all are healthy, again, another knock on wood there, uh, if they are all healthy, that would solidify all of them into the Blackhawks top six. I think we can all agree those guys belong in the top six forward group. If that does in fact wind up being the case heading into the season, then there's, I just named five guys and there will still be one more spot available up there with them. So I guess you can take away one of those guys that I just mentioned, but that still leaves 12 players there fighting for not too many spots available. Uh, Starting with the top couple of guys on my list, I think those are the more likely candidates to start the year in the top six. If the Blackhawks, this is something I talked about on Twitter yesterday, if the Blackhawks are wanting Dylan Strome as their third-line center, then I think Tyler Johnson is probably the guy who has the highest chances of cracking the Blackhawks' top six. However, if they want Johnson playing center, then he's probably going to be their third-line guy behind both Jonathan Taze and Kirby Doc. And if that's the case, then I would guess either Brandon Hagel, Dylan Strom, Philip Kurashev, or maybe even Alex Nylander could be looking at a first- or a second-line role at the start of the season. Although, it'll probably just come down to whoever has the best preseason and training camp. But why I brought up Nylander here is because... It's it's just so tough where to figure out um, where to put him in the lineup because as I talked about earlier in the show, I'm just not quite sure he has the right skill set and the right game to be successful in a bottom six role when he's not playing with those highly skilled guys. So that just makes me wonder if the Blackhawks and their coaching staff, I wonder if that's going to make them lean towards giving Nylander the first crack up top, possibly back on the top line with Jonathan Taze and Dominic Kubalik, where Nylander saw some action during his first year in Chicago. At the same time, though, I will admit, with all these options for the bottom six heading into camp, the Blackhawks definitely have more skill up and down their lineup than they've had in a while. If Nylander, if he were to be playing on the third line, we could potentially be looking at you know, Tyler Johnson and maybe Dylan Strom as his line mates, which theoretically, I mean, that doesn't sound like a a bad spot for Nylander and also doesn't sound like a bad third line on paper for the Blackhawks in my book. They're certainly more skilled down there than they've had in some time. Um, But that's definitely something to keep an eye on once training camp opens up. Where are they going to put Alex Nylander and how are they going to want to get him back into the swing of things? But it, I'll admit it, it's just, it's going to be tough to make that single decision when there are just so many other things going on and so many other guys trying to crack that opening night roster as well. You know, let, let's just say for the sake of things that Nylander does join the top six with those five other guys that I mentioned, Jonathan Taze, Patrick Kane, Alex DeBrinkett, Kirby Doc, and Dominic Kubalik. you know, that, that leaves... Um, still available on the third line, maybe Dylan Strom, Tyler Johnson, and Brandon Hagel. There's still the question of where is Philip Kurashev going to play? There's Adam Gaudette, 
Ryan Carpenter, Brett Connolly, Jude Jarkera, not to mention Mike Hardman and Mackenzie Entwistle, although I'd, I'd probably guess both of them will see more time in Rockford to start the year with all uh, all these depth pieces kind of ahead of them. And, and there's also Lucas Reichel and Henrik Borgstrom, not to forget about. Both of those guys are trying to step onto the scene as well. So I know that the Blackhawks, they'll probably hold on to 14 forwards total. Uh, but but still, you know, considering the fact that some of the young guys, they want to get them time if they're going to be at the NHL level. They also have to deal with veterans like Ryan Carpenter and Brett Connolly still being around. I just, I, I really do imagine that there are going to be plenty of tough decisions to be made in the next couple of months by this coaching staff and by the front office. Of course, though, you know, it, it does never seem like everyone is healthy at the same time, and there is still plenty plenty of uh, a time to pass before camp and everything gets going, but this still, without a doubt, is a little bit of a crowded group here for the Blackhawks, and I'm just curious if there are any plans of making any more moves before the season starts, because uh, there are still a lot of names there with only a few number of lineup spots available in the Blackhawks' bottom six. All right, there are some thoughts on where Alex Nylander could slot into the lineup this season and the Blackhawks' bottom six overall. Coming up in just a minute, it's time to get into our weekly mailbag fan segment. Talk Back Tuesday this week as I'll be answering a couple of questions from a few lucky listeners right here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. But first, I need to talk to you all about Bilt Bar, which is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Bilt Bar has... A ton of awesome classic flavors like coconut, double chocolate, salted caramel, and now they also have a couple of new flavors like strawberry for all my strawberry lovers out there, and they have grasshopper cookie, which is really good if you're a fan of mint, and they also have cookies and cream, cherry barcia, and a ton of other flavors, all of which are covered in 100% real chocolate and are also soft, easy to chew, and great for the keto diet. Not only are all the bars low calorie and low sugar, but they are also a great source for protein and fiber. So make sure to go to BuiltBar.com today and use the promo code LOCKED15, that's a capital L in LOCKED, then the number 15, to get 15% off your next order. One more time, be sure to check out BuiltBar.com for a delicious and healthy snack option and use our exclusive promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next Built Bar order. We're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I just finished up sharing some thoughts on the Blackhawks' bottom six forward group heading into the season. Now, before I wrap up the show here today, it's time for our weekly mailbag fan segment, Talk Back Tuesday this week, as I'll be answering a question from a couple of lucky listeners right here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. The first question I wanted to answer today comes from Sarah Nelempolo, I'm going to botch this one, Sarah Nelempolo, I believe, uh, who emailed in the podcast over the weekend. Sarah, sorry for butchering your last name, and thank you for asking your question. Sarah asked, if Jonathan Taze does return to the Blackhawks this year, 
What can we realistically expect out of the captain? Do you think he can go back to being the player he was a couple of years before the illness? Yeah, that, that's a really good question, Sarah. Taze, of course, struggled mightily for a couple of years from uh, post the Blackhawks' last Stanley Cup from 2015-16 to 2017-18. He failed to record 60 points in three consecutive seasons, but then... In 2018-19, he bounced back mightily for a career year with 35 goals and 46 assists for 81 points. He set career highs all across the board. And then in 70 games during his last season played, the 2019-20 season, Taze recorded 18 goals and 42 assists for 60 points in just 70 games played. The numbers, especially the assists, were up once again for the captain. And per usual, Taze remained right around that 56 to 57% at the faceoff dot as we've seen through uh seen out of him throughout his NHL career. And that Sarah, I believe, is where we can count on Taze the most once he returns in the faceoff department. That that skill set I don't think will have any effect, at least what I'm hoping. Uh I don't think it'll have any effect on what he's been dealing with for the past year or so now. As for the offensive side of things though, um I think if if Taze if he finds a way to hit 60 points in his first year back, uh, if he can score 20 goals and put up 60 points, to me that would be a big win out of Jonathan Taze this season. And, and you know, being that fiery competitor that he is, uh, I do believe that's well within reach for him. I, I think he's probably going to expect himself to put up those kind of numbers. But overall, Sarah, you know, the hope right now really is just that. Johnny is health enough, healthy enough and ready to go for game one of the upcoming season, regardless of what he does offensively. Of course, it would be great if, you know, he could pick up right where he left off, but just his presence in the locker room and being back around the guys and also the sturdy two-way game that he provides, I think we can count on him to be solid in that aspect once he returns. That's going to be a huge boost in itself. Um, but I'm going to hope for right around 60 points out of the Blackhawks captain this year. I think that's both a realistic expectation and a fair goal for Jonathan Taze in his first season back if that does wind up happening this fall. The second question I wanted to answer today is from at Shane Skoll on Twitter, a longtime follower of my Talkin' Hockey Twitter account and a frequent listener to the show, I believe. Shane, thank you for all the support and thank you for asking your uh, your question last week, which was, uh, I'm paraphrasing a little bit here, but do you think the addition of Mike Hardman makes a guy like Ryan Carpenter a little bit more expendable? And also, what does your bottom six look like? Which fits right into uh, the theme of the show here today. But first, with Hardman being signed last week, I do think that, the Bla- that means that the Blackhawks like him a lot and They want his size and physicality as part of their future, but I'm not so sure that means he's he's going to be someone who who is playing every game and makes the opening night roster out of camp. As I talked about earlier, there's a lot of guys ahead of him at the moment. He would probably have to do some seriously impressive work in order to jump all those players during camp. Um, So I, I don't think his signing makes a guy like Ryan Carpenter expendable at all. Honestly, I think having Carpenter as a guy who could potentially be in and out of the lineup, he can play on the penalty kill, he's reliable there, and he can also play both center and the wing. I I think that's 
honestly, a good luxury for the Blackhawks to have right now. Again, whether he be a regular in the lineup or someone who just comes in and plays from time to time as, you know, the 13th or 14th forward. But it will be interesting to see what role Carpenter has, at least to start the season, with such a logjam in that bottom six right now. Um, And Shane, I don't like doing this because it's way way too early. but if I had to project my bottom six at the moment for the sake of having some fun here, uh, I'll, I'll throw one out there. Right now, I would guess that, all right, looking at the Blackhawks top six, you got Jonathan Taze, the first line center, Kirby Doc as the second. Um, I'm going to guess that they're, the Blackhawks are going to want Tyler Johnson as their third line center. And to me, I, I think that's going to give Dylan Strom the first look in the top six to start the year along with Jonathan Taze, Patrick Kane, Alex DeBrinkett, Kirby Doc, and Dominic Kubalik, which would then put my third line, the start of the bottom six at the moment as Tyler Johnson, as I just said, at the third line center position. Uh, then I'm going to guess Alex Nylander is going to be on the wing with him along with a little bit of a bold projection here, along with Henrik Borgstrom on the other side. I think Borgstrom is... Someone the Hawks are really going to want getting some NHL reps and seeing what he's got. He, Even though we got Riley Stillman out of that trade with Florida, really Henrik Borgstrom was uh, the, the crucial piece there, being a former first-round pick, a former college standout that just didn't really uh, have a good first go in the NHL with the Florida Panthers. But I do believe with the Blackhawks protecting him in the expansion draft, he's coming over to North America. They gave him that contract. I do believe... They're going to want to give him some NHL action at the start of the year to see what he's got. Um, but with him cracking the roster, I think that's going to mean that Philip Kurashev could be heading back to the AHL to start the year rather than being an extra forward because uh, I don't know if he's exactly the fourth line material or if you know 10 minutes a game is exactly the best thing for him at the moment. I think consistent ice time is the best thing for him at the moment, regardless of what level it's at. So I could honestly see Rockford being the starting point for Kurashev next season if Borgstrom does wind up cracking the opening night lineup. And then that leaves my fourth line as... It's tough right now to see who's going to be the fourth line center for the Blackhawks, but I'm going to guess probably Ryan Carpenter is the guy who starts there. Both he and Jujar Kara, who I project to be the four, a fourth-line winger. Both those guys kind of um, have split time at center and on the wing in the past. I think I could, I could see Jeremy Colleton kind of rolling with a combo of those two at the dot on the fourth line. And then the other winger, I think, who will join them is Brandon Hagel. I don't think Brandon Hagel is a fourth-line player, but he's just one of those guys that can play on any line and find some success with the way that he plays the game. And I just think that... Overall, he fits better in that situation than either Alex Nylander or Henrik Borgstrom would. And then that leaves the extra forwards to me as Brett Connolly. I'm not sure if they want to bury him in Rockford or what's going to happen with him. I honestly thought they were going to buy him out, but that obviously didn't wind up happening. Um, But I think he'll probably be in the running for the 13th forward. And then we could also potentially see um, one of Mackenzie Entwistle or Mike Hardman. Uh, although kind of like Philip Kurashev, I do think the Hawks are probably going to want to be giving them extra time down in Rockford to start the year. And that's also where I think Lucas Reichel 
is going to start off as well, if I had to guess. So Shane, if I had to project a way too early bottom six for this upcoming season, I would guess the third line would be Alex Nylander, Tyler Johnson, and Henrik Borgstrom, and then Jujar Kara, Ryan Carpenter, and Brandon Hagel round things out for the Blackhawks' fourth line. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Tuesday, August 17th episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to follow the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, be sure to check out the Lockdown Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. You can get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day by simply following the Lockdown Bets podcast. Brought to you by betonline.ag. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talkin' Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, you can always email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can hit me on one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode... Thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.